Paycor knows HR teams are under pressure to recruit and retain top talent. You need more than HR tech. You need expertise at the core. Meet Paycor. Our technology saves you time. Our expertise helps you make a difference. Paycor.com slash meet Paycor. Paycor knows HR teams are under pressure to recruit and retain top talent. You need more than HR tech. You need expertise at the core. Meet Paycor. Our technology saves you time. Our expertise helps you make a difference. Paycor.com slash meet Paycor. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. With me, as always, the co-host, Sugar Shane. What's going on, man? Man, doing good. Fine as peaches and cream. How about yourself? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Also, sitting in with us, as he often does, is Jack Casey. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing all right. Ate too much Wendy's, but, you know... too much Wendy's, really. Yes. What, did you, what did you have? I got that go wrap four for four thing and thing of chili, and like somehow managed to eat it all. And now my stomach's kind of mad at me, but oh, you know, it happens. Yeah, but I love their French fries, man. Dude, their chili, their French they're... fries suck tonight, man. Oh, did oh, it? really? It was like they hadn't changed the oil in like a week. Like half oh, of them were inedible. Sometimes yeah. I think that is the case because if you don't change that oil regular, man, it'll make your food taste like shit. Excuse me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk just about that in a second. Uh, ju- just to let everyone, everybody know, we are uh, live. Yeah, we are live twice a week, and uh, Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check out the podcast anytime you like on demand. We are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on uh, Spreaker and also iTunes, of course, Apple Podcast now, if you have the app on your phone. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about that real quick, because uh, we've made some decisions about this show and another one that Shane has. And uh, let's start with, in these layman's terms, you've changed the name, is that correct? Yeah, we're excited to go, and this was actually uh, Tony the Tiger's idea for the name change, and we decided to start fresh. We're going to uh, start with a new episode. It's the same show. Same material, but we're going to dial down the cussing on there and on this show. We're going to try to go, and I apologize for a while ago, but we're going to try to go <laughs> FCC regulations where you can say, you know, damn and things like that, but you ain't supposed to say other some yeah. words. And uh, because the reason being, I don't, not, don't get me wrong, I'm not crazy about that because I'm just a free spirit. I like to be able to just flow and not feel like I'm barred up. But in order to be noticed, and in order to be considered, you know, show some professionalism or whatever, if that's what it takes to get, you know, a deal or whatever, I'll do it. Because as uh, long, yeah. long as I can say, as long as I can talk about the same things, I'm cool. 
I want to still be yeah. able to talk about what I have a passion for. If I can't do that, then I'm out of the game. Ain't no sense in going no further than that. But I can deal. You know, I can dial the cussing down for sure. Yeah, and we're going to change um, it to Sugar and Company, and uh, that's going to be the name. It's got. A, I've already got the new page posted where the podcast will be starting tomorrow night at eight o'clock. I've already got it made up and done, the banner and all. I actually found a company name that was like it. It was like a uh, out in Syracuse, New York, and I like their little buildings they had for a sign, so I just threw it as a banner. But uh, but uh, yeah. looking forward to that tomorrow night. See how that goes. Um, just trying to get noticed, and if uh, I don't, I can understand where if somebody was cutting your show on and you were dropping f bombs every three seconds. They may not want to sign you. They may not want to take a risk on you. Uh, so I'd rather go safe route. Yeah, you know it's an odd thing because the, there's a lot of people who, in in everyday uh, common speak, will use profanity. Yeah, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to listening to something on the radio or what have you, they don't like it. Most people don't like to hear. It. I know it's weird. I've heard people say that to me that say, "The man, that's too much cussing," and then I'll hear them talk, and I'm like, "Dude, you just said the f word like five times in thirty eight seconds." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like, "Did yeah, you tell me a- this?" Yeah, if there's something, uh, there's a certain magic when something comes over, you know, the media, regardless of what it is, whether it's the radio or the internet radio or podcast or video or what have you. There, there's a certain magic. A lot of times something that you're talking about can come across as, you know, much more important and, and, and much more lofty than what it really is. <laughs> but by the same token, uh, profanity really comes off poorly. Yeah. Even for even for people who speak it when, when they're listening to something on the radio or, or another device and somebody is getting crude, somebody is going in that direction. It just comes off the wrong way. I don't know why that is, what I, the psychology I, of that is. Yeah, I can't help it, though, man. I mean, I don't try to be, but you got to realize I've been like this since I was four years old. I mean, yeah, I was raised, unfortunately, and I say it's the best thing in the world, but my grandfather owned a liquor store and I grew up part of my time there. And you know what kind of talk you get in the liquor store. And, man, I'd have, yeah. people, I'd have people walk in the door, and they'd say they'd have customers walk in that were regulars and knew, knew my granddad and all. And I'd just point at them and be like calling them SOBs and everything else because I didn't know no better. And I was just, yeah. I mean, that's how I've been all my life. I just I don't know how not to, you know. It's just the way I talk. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, part of it, too, is that some people are just real bad at swearing. Yeah. Like, you ever been around someone who it's just like they feel like they're you're just using it as punctuation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it feels yeah. like it's forced, you know. Yeah. And I've I've heard a few podcasts and seen a few videos where you know it's like was that really necessary? Even though I curse all the time, you know. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but um, I think Bill Burr can get a little bit ridiculous with it sometimes, and I'm and I'm bad too. So I, when I'm sitting there, too, I'm, maybe I'm one of those people because when I listen to it, sometimes I turn it off because it just gets a little bit much. Yeah, even with him, and I like Bill Burr. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes, man, Bill Burr, Bill Burr is really funny when he gets mad, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the best ranters of like American history. Yeah, he's pretty good. I will like, I don't know if you ever saw that uh, that Philadelphia show that he did in which he just went off on the audience for like twelve minutes. (laughs) Um, oh, dude, look it up. It's it's famous. Um, the so much cursing but it's so funny how he insults these people because i guess they were being jerks to like all the other uh stand-up comedians that day because everyone was drunk and he just came out and just let them have it <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just great 
he even counts down the minutes that he has left while he's like shouting at him. It's great. Look it up. Yeah. So we're going to have the same content. So I'm gonna make you sing. We're gonna make you laugh. So don't, yeah, don't get uh. And I, and I can tell you when when you start moving into sponsorship yeah, and yeah. things like that, um, the, the, you know, advertisers really do not like um, a lot of profanity, right? And uh, for for obvious reasons, and, and you know, in private, um, especially when I'm driving. <laughs> You know, it's a great way to release frustration. Oh, it's yeah. a great way to to do all that kind of thing. So I, I believe it has its place. But, um, you know, when, when you're doing a show that uh, you want it to be respected, I, I just right. don't know that it's, the F word in particular and other crude, you know, depictions of things. Um, I, yeah, I'm kind of on board. It's it's not a good thing to do. But anyway, we spent enough time on that. Yeah. Uh, big. um. Uh, obviously the Super Bowl, and, and this is kind of segues into this because this has to do with presentation. The ratings for this last Super Bowl were down, okay, uh, going back uh, approximately 10 years by uh, a lot of the early estimates. And uh, any number of reasons for this. Um, obviously, politics has come into the game, and uh, the, the bad call with the Saints didn't help. Um, I, I kind of feel that the Super Bowl probably would have been a little bit better with the Saints in it. Oh yeah, but, but uh, oh, you know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No Did doubt. you see that uh, that page from the New Orleans newspaper today, like the main one? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was it. something. It's a full page, like pretty much like blank page, and it just says what Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah, they, they yeah. boycotted it in New Orleans. I mean, everybody was refusing to watch it. I, yeah. I doubt their viewing rate was very high there. But yeah. uh, and then you have the thing with the repetition with uh and, and you know what, you, obviously you want to encourage excellence and uh Tom Brady and that whole organization there. Oh the best. It, 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 yeah, I mean they're fantastic. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of football uh fans, especially when you get down to the Super Bowl, are casual fans and the only thing that they know is it's the same people in there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, true. So you 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 have that uh, aspect of it, and and actually, uh, Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the uh, for the Saints, he's from my hometown. Oh. Or, uh, for for the Patriots, I'm sorry, um, Josh McDaniels for the Patriots. He's the uh, offensive coordinator and, and one of the key guys that's always advising Tom Brady. Uh, he's from my hometown, and as a matter of fact, he and I went to the same high school. Of course, he's much younger than I am. And his dad, his dad was one of my teachers in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, his dad is considered one of the best. And I just don't mean in the history of McKinley High School. His his dad is considered one of the best high school coaches, period. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, And then, of course, if, if you don't know this area from where I'm from, this whole Canton-Maslin area, and northeastern Ohio in general, but uh, this area here, very, very fertile area for football. I mean, this is like, you know, between those two high schools, which is, you know, uh, Canton McKinley and uh, 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 Maslin, um, those two those two high schools and the, and the surrounding area, I mean, the names that came from this area. Maslin is the hometown of Paul Brown. Okay, mm. now the, the namesake of the Cleveland Browns and the legendary coach and the inventor of the face mask. <laughs> you know, this area is like, you know, football. 
And uh, so, yeah, we have a, a hometown uh, guy that's done very well with the uh, Saints organization. Or, I don't know why I keep saying Saints, with, with, with the Patriots. And, um, you know, th- there's some talk about whether he's going to take a head coaching job. Uh, his name was picked around in conjunction with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I, of course, that's not going to happen. They've settled that. But uh, his name's come up a couple times with head coaching jobs. So I'm not sure what he's going to do. My guess is he's going to stay there until Brady and Belichick leave. That would be my guess. Mm. But uh, Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know. I know he said, Brady said before the game, that it didn't matter how the game outcome came. He was not retiring. It was 0% chance. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I heard him hedge a little bit on one of the interviews. He said he's going to take a couple of weeks and enjoy this victory, which is very understandable. Right, right, right. Uh, but um, it was a hard-fought game for him. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I love defensive games. It wouldn't have bothered me that the score would have been the way it was the entire game. If it would have been... Yeah that the defense was forcing interceptions or the defense was forcing fumbles or more sacks than what I saw, which the Patriots did get a few. But I, I still would have liked to see more of that, you know, or, uh, lost yardage due yeah. to tackles. No, but that it's, one 13-yard sack was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I'll give it yeah, that. yeah. But for the most part, what we saw was just poor played offenses. I mean, the damn passes was crappy. I mean that one pass that one time Jared Goff pa- passed that was barely almost intercepted. The ball was wobbling in the air. It wasn't even a tight spiral. And yeah. I mean it was just some real well, poor well, offensive playing. Yeah, well, th- there's some reasons for that. Uh, the, the reasons were is both these defensive coordinators did a good job making those quarterbacks nervous. Both of them did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they did that with changing zone as opposed to to you know one on one. Uh, and, and a lot of times they hybrided that, they had, you know, and, and uh, Brady wasn't sure what he was going to be up against because they were changing right while the while the play was starting. And uh, they did a good job. And, of course, uh, the, both of those quarterbacks had the, the defense right on their heels every time they dropped back. Right. And what, and what really happened is, is that uh, at least the Patriots were able to stay on the field for a couple of first downs. And I'll tell you why that's important especially during the first half. That game was lost in the first half, even though even though there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of scoring going on. But what happened was when you're punting right away, uh, your defense gets tired. And, and what happened is, is, is uh, the Rams' defense just started to get tired because they were you know, obviously defending one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. They were just on the field too much. Yeah, but the uh, possession, time of possession at the end of the first half, uh, I think the Patriots had it close to uh, 15 minutes. Almost, yeah. I mean, it was like unreal. Yeah. So their defense just got tired. Yeah. And but by the time the, the second half rolled around, it was uh, just a matter of who was going to blink first. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of how that went. Uh, the halftime show. Uh, that was a big uh, topic of discussion on the Twitter and other social media. The verdict is is that Maroon Five let a, left a lot to be desired, and the the people that were up there with them. Um, Shane, I know you you were very passionate about, about this. What's your what was your take on the halftime show? As far as entertainment wise, it was terrible on both. I mean, all the way around. I mean, all the way around. Yeah. Um, him needs to stay in a studio because singing live 
he has to ha- he cannot sing worth a damn live he has you yeah. can tell where auto-tune definitely helps him he don't even need to judge a singing competition i mean it's that bad man his voice is nowhere near that good i've heard yeah. people i've heard just people walking down the halls of a school sing better than him man i'm just being i'm not being mean i'm just being straight yeah. Then you had dude come out there with a fur coat on. I'm not against the fur coat. I'm just wondering why, man. It's sixty some degrees there, dude. You got to wear dude, a fur coat. Like a, <laughs> dude looked like he was. The dude looked like he was trying to be a big black Corella Deville <laughs> from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, well, uh, he was from Atlanta. That that was the thing they wanted yeah, to get some local people. Yeah. Yeah. And then. He takes his shirt off. I don't have no problem with his taking his shirt off. I really don't give a damn. And then there's people talking. That was a controversy. Too. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you got to realize, unfortunately, we live in a society today where there is a difference to people. You know, I mean, so, you know, whether a man takes his off or a woman takes his off. You know, I mean, should it be? I don't know. But So, hold on, hold on. People were mad about him being shirtless? Yeah, because Janet yeah. Jackson got in trouble for her... Uh, have Ooh, these people that. never been to a gym or a public beach or a public pool or outside during the summer? <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Are they just sitting inside with their seven cats just, you know, looking for things to complain about? Because, like, shirtless dude is something that's gone on forever. I mean, yeah, there's shirtless dudes on TV all the time, and we're just going to waste all of our whining on just the Super Bowl? Okay. Well, and it amazes yeah. me today, and I don't mean no offense to this, but it amazes me today what is attractive to some women. A lot of women, frankly, because he takes. I'm not his, big on tattoos. I don't know, and I'm, and he takes his shirt off. Now, granted, if he had a tattoo, no big deal. You know, you got one on your shoulder, yeah. on your arm. You know, whatever. Because a lot of people do have one or two or three. Now he takes his shirt off. He looks like he just died out of a damn sharpie paint can. I mean, it's just like yeah. I mean, he's got it from neck all the way down, all over the back, front and all something. I mean, you could. I mean, there's barely anything there you can see that's remotely skin. And he's got California yeah. written across the stomach. No, I couldn't see me taking writing Georgia across my stomach and putting all it. But and then women will find this attractive, and I'm like, he looks like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but when you see it. A scene from an L.A. prison in a movie, and they got their sides split up. He looks like somebody that would be in one of the gangs in a prison. I was going to say, he, he kind of looks like a prison art role. gallery had their way yeah. with him. He could, ha- he could play a prison role right now. That's how much he looks like it. When the women are on there, I've seen some comments today that would make a normal, regular, everyday person blush. But yet the Me Too movement has said me and what they say, some of the things they say, I'm not talking about touching, I'm talking about talking, but some of the things they say are offensive. I'm like, you don't even begin to know. Women yeah. can be just as bad as men, if not worse. Well, you know, a lot of people, not just women, a lot of people find tattoos very attractive. I do not. Oh, okay. I, I, don't I don't care don't whether care. they're on men or women. I, I don't it's it's not something like you said a little tasteful one thing here or there is fine but but, but when you take your shirt off and it's like the declaration of independence yeah. is there uh that's just Actually, not, i would like to see that tattoo billy <laughs> <laughs> that makes a real damn patience boy i have the constitution you know maybe like uh maybe every um politician out there should have the constitution tattooed on their yeah. chest so they can no, like, that would review right it every time they take a shower there you go <laughs> At least the Bill of Rights, right? Yeah. Um, 
Well, anyway, yeah, the uh, my opinion on this is uh, I don't know why they pick these relatively mellow bands. Yeah. And nothing nothing against mellow, Coldplay. Was it Coldplay the other year? Is that what that was? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the idea, I have nothing against mellow music. As a matter of fact, I'm probably, as a general rule, I like mellow music. Okay. Um, I do like a lot of hard rock as well. I mean, I'm, I like Ozzy and all the, all that type of stuff as well. And, uh, same with the hip hop, you know, I'm probably a top 40 hip hop guy. There's a lot of it that I like and so on. But the thing with mellow music is when you, when you have 10 minutes or whatever it is there to make an impression, there's only so much you can do with, you know, soft tempo songs. There's really only so much you can do. Uh, you know, so it, it, when you get ACDC out there, you know, they could do Shook yeah. Me All Night Long and a couple others, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know, that's going to rock. The, 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 you can't play that music <laughs> with a lot of energy. Right. There's only so many ways that you can hit it for 10 minutes. Well, yeah, they're playing a combat sport. I mean, you might as well have played like Chopin or Mozart or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, while these yeah. two dudes are beating on each other. Like, that's. It was a, it's a high-energy crowd versus low-energy music. Of course it didn't work out. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. kind of surprised that that got by Pepsi's marketing. But then we've all seen Pepsi's marketing lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, It's not surprising. Yeah, I, I wonder sometimes these higher-ups that supposedly know so much. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. For for a high-energy game uh, game like that, you need a high-energy performance. Now there there is a lot of talk. I, Prince is probably one of the better ones. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. That and Tom, uh, that and Tom Petty's my favorites. And I, and I was going to mention him, and also uh, Paul McCartney. I, I believe did a great job too. Yeah. Although Michael he, Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that that was at a, that's way back at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that that was uh, that was a good one as well. So yeah, there's been some good ones, and generally, I have found all the ones we just mentioned were very musically driven. They they didn't rely on a lot of you know people running around in costumes and all kinds of lasers and all, just play some really good you know strong powerful music that's going to grip the crowd. And uh, that's what all those guys we just mentioned did. And that's what I would recommend. Uh, but go- going for all th- these special effects and-, and the fake adoring crowd that's, that they run out onto the, onto the field, it's just, it's very contrived. It's yeah. very synthetic. It's very synthetic. And that's why you need a, a genuine uh, performer, whether it's a hip-hop performer or a rock performer, somebody who's got some teeth in their performance. And uh, but that's here again, neither here nor there. You know, it kind of struck me as like, uh, you know, Pepsi as a corporation just kind of stopped caring about everything looking corporate and sanitized anymore. I mean, even if you look at some of the commercials, too, I mean, there weren't really any that out, you know, were outstanding or anything. Well, that was my next point. Yeah, the the commercials seem to be a bunch of duds, too. Um, uh, I I don't I presume Shane like the Game of Thrones uh, send up. Yeah. There was a heavy emphasis on robots this year too. Did anyone yeah, else notice that? I did that? see a lot of robots. There yeah, was, there was a lot of robots in that. Uh, it seemed like, and not just by one company; it was several companies. 
Yeah, they seem to symbolize the average American consumer to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said uh, uh, yesterday, Jack. You th- was they trying to tell us to give us a warning about they're about to take our jobs? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the Zoe uh, Kravitz commercial, that was the one where she was whispering into the microphones there. Uh, I I don't I don't really know what that commercial was about. I'll be honest with you, but I yeah. <laughs> anything with Zoe Kravitz is fine with me. Yeah. Half uh, of those commercials, I couldn't even tell what they were advertising. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, that thing that she was doing is known as ASMR. Yeah, what is that? that? Yeah, what is um, that? Hold on, let me look up the what what the definition means because I can't remember the acronym. Uh, ASMR. But uh, I, I I actually liked that ad. It was shot very well. They presented her very well, and uh, in the I, the audio was fantastic. It was a well done ad. But I I don't know what it is. So enlighten me what that is. It's autonomous or autonomous uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. It's um. Mm-hmm. Oh, that clears what, that up. Yeah, it's a, it's an experience. It's an experience uh, characterized by static-like or tingling sensation on the skin. Like, basically, with ASMR, what you do is... There's a lot of ASMR channels out there. Most of it's, like, whispering or, like, little noises next to the mic. But um, you, it's meant to be listened to at high volume on headphones. And, uh, oh, some okay. People, yeah, and some people, like, use it to sleep or they... You know, the, you can experience, like, a tingling in your skin or stuff like that from hearing some of these noises. It's kind of like if a woman walks up behind you and, like, blows into your ear really gently, stuff like that would be the best example I could give. But uh, okay. that's what she was doing. It wasn't, like, a, some weird artistic thing. That's a thing that's actually out there and does exist and is very highly popular. Yeah, th- there was a lot of chatter about it today, and I st- I, I'm glad you kind of clarified that because, uh, well, I was busy today, so I, you know. I had I had stuff to do during the day, you know, like work, but yeah, <laughs> I, right. I didn't have a chance to, to to really check it out and investigate it. So I'm, I'm glad we, we we talked about that because I was a little unclear as to what that was. There was a lot of chatter about it. They had um, a lot of commercials though that were confusing. I mean, it'd be stuff like you know, you hunger for it, you must have it, but you don't know yeah. how. And all Those of a sudden, statewide be, insurance. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> some damn commercial like that, man, about something like that or a car. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of explosions and like people running from stuff, and then it's like buy T-Mobile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, T-Mobile phone would be useful when I'm running from a giant robot dragon or whatever the hell was chasing me. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, but, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting from um, I, I guess from a promotional marketing standpoint. What's gonna happen? The NFL is is, is going to be going through some changes. And uh, politics, I, I don't, I don't want to get into that on, on today's show, but that's becoming you know part of the game. And then you have um, the situation with the repetitiveness, and we've kind of talked about that with the same people in, in the game. And uh, what's really going to be a hurdle for, for the NFL is going to be this thing with concussions, because that, that, that's a cloud that's getting bigger. It's getting bigger by the moment. Mm. So... Um, and, you know, a lot of and, and Ohio, like I said, big high school uh, uh, state and um, the players, the numbers of, of kids that are getting involved in it now is dropping. And, uh, you know, that's something that um, I guess the NFL and fans of football in general are really going to have to address. And um, because it's 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 something that's affecting the game overall. And you got to keep in mind. I know we spent a lot of time on a sports event today. It is the Super Bowl, but oh, yeah. You, you, this, yeah, this ties into business. A lot of people don't realize television sales, 
uh, new cars, all those things are really dependent on football season. Very, very dependent on that. You got to pay the bill somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many industries uh, that are built on that fall exposure. And then televisions and, and cars are probably the two big ones. Yeah. You know, that's, like, why the, that's why the like, seasons start in the fall on, uh, yeah. your, on your networks. You know, most of your new seasons, which nowadays, I should say, some of them start any time. But it <laughs> used to be back in the day, they always started in September. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting a couple of years. Uh, let's talk about one more thing the uh, advertisement with baker mayfield got a lot of chatter up in the cleveland area mm. and he he was really mentioned uh, i believe it was saturday night they had the nfl honors or whatever that was uh he got a real good response from the crowd here's what i'll say about baker mayfield i don't know what's going to happen next fall i'm a little concerned that the people in cleveland are building this whole thing up before a, a lot of work that needs to be done with that team. Mm-hmm. You know, they proved greatly, but they still have a, some big holes in that offense and some other things going on there. So uh, those things need to be addressed. They have an enormous salary cap uh, open, uh, amount of space open on their salary cap. So a lot of people are speculating that they might use some of that to get some free agents in there. And that'd be all, that's all fine and good, but I, I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself with this Cleveland thing just yet. No. Okay. I, I'm optimistic about it, but that's where I'll stop. I will say that Baker has all of the components to be a, a national star. I mean, he has, uh, you know, he has looks, he has looks, he has charisma. He's got the swagger. And there hasn't been somebody like that in Cleveland a long time. And and I would have to say within the next year or two, if it's possible, and this is a gigantic if, okay, that he would take that team to the Super Bowl. He would surpass what LeBron ever did there. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he would be. Yeah, and the amount of money that he would get for endorsements, if that would happen, because he, he's already charismatic. He's already got a good look. And to have something like that going on, you'd have a figure. Uh, Peyton Manning is an exception. He's a funny guy. But most of these athletes haven't translated too well into commercials and, and certain aspects yeah. of broadcast. Well, show Peyton business. ain't very good at it. You won't know the truth. Yeah, he's, he's naturally, but yeah, he's naturally funny, and the people who produce those ads work around that very well. Right. But Baker has a charisma. I mean, he's one of those guys that men want to be like and women like. You know, he's got yeah. both. He's got both camps, and uh, he he has the potential to be enormous. But for right now, it's just potential. And I would be very cautious if I was in Cleveland to get too far ahead of myself. He is very much unproven at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, he, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's fantastic for what he did, rookie of the year, and, and all this other stuff, uh, various rookies of the year. Uh, he didn't win all of them, but most of them. And uh, obviously, he, he set some kind of a record for rookie uh, touchdown passes and all this. That, that, you know, that's great, but the trenches start next year. That that's where you have to get down and do some heavy lifting, right. and uh, it, it's just too early to get too optimistic. A little optimism is good. I like it. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating next year, but I'm, I'm not you know buying tickets to the Super Bowl yet. No, I mean yeah, so, I, I mean there's nothing wrong with being realistic. 
I mean, do I think they have the potential to be good? Yeah. Could it happen this year if they if they make some right moves? Possible. Yeah, they but, have the potential to be a good team. I would right. give them that. I would give them that much more than I would a playoff team or a Super Bowl team. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. I'm not being a pessimist either. All I'm saying is there's a lot of work that needs to be done before you get there. Oh yeah. Long, yeah, yeah, they, a long way to go. Yeah, they they can't just go at what they ended the season with. They got to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go. Uh, a couple of things here real quick. I uh, still have a little bit of time left here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you know this guy. Now, this really saddened me. This Christoph St. John, he's an actor. He's been on The uh, the Young and the Restless. I heard about this. I don't know who he was, though. Yeah, he, he was only 52 years old, and he, he he his appearance was stunning. He looked like he was 40. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he was uh, found dead. Dang. And... There's um, uh, some things going around with a lot of speculation. It's possible an alcohol overdose. And you have to drink a lot of alcohol to die. Jeez. I mean, it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. Um, well, it's more likely he fell asleep on his back and choked on his vomit. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like they, that's maybe, how Jimi Hendrix died. That's how yeah. um, Jim Morrison died. Yeah. yeah. And the guy from uh, Led Zeppelin, he died that way, too, right? The drummer. Yeah, well, yeah, he. I believe he went that way too. Or no, 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 not Led Zeppelin. The Who, Keith Moon. Oh, oh Keith Moon. Okay, Keith yeah. Moon. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Led Zeppelin's drummer is still alive, as far as I remember. Uh, John Bonham is gone. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've been but, confused with someone else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but anyway, um, yeah, that's um, yeah, that does make sense, and it doesn't help the fact that he had a 24-year-old son in 2014 who committed suicide. Mm. Uh, so that probably did not help. Probably what his... led to his alcohol abuse. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, uh, that, that can good take you down a pretty dangerous and sad road. Yeah. But I, I, I just feel really bad about that because he, he just it was so young and vital uh, at 52, the pictures of him, I mean, he just looked like he had a lot of life left in him. And how sad and tragic is that? Uh, that's awful. But anyway, uh, last bit of a, a talking points here. Tomorrow is the long-awaited, the anticipated, the much-delayed, the much-ballyhooed oh, yeah. <laughs> State of the Union. Woo! <laughs> uh... My word. Um, yeah, that one is, um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, after the shutdown, you, you have this this very bizarre atmosphere in the country after this shutdown. Because this shutdown didn't serve anybody any, any good. I mean, it was just bad all the way around. It, it uh, certainly left the uh, the government with the appearance that it was dysfunctional at, at best. Yeah, and uh, you know there was a little game played with Nancy Pelosi's airplane flight, and yeah. uh, uh, then there's this little game where she said he couldn't have the you know the House chamber. So uh, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. Uh, a certain amount of theatrics around the, pol- the the politics of this. He's most certainly going to banter about the, I would say, the wall. And um, the, the Democrats are going to have their little stunts lined up, too. Oh, so, yeah. I look forward got- to not listening to it and then watching everybody whine about it later. 
Okay, uh, I was going to ask. You, I was going to ask. You, I'll start with you, Jack. So you're 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 not going to watch it. Well, I mean, we're going to be doing our podcast while he's speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Then I just I generally can't handle more than about thirty to forty five seconds of his voice before it makes me want to go insane. So you know. <laughs> He's yeah. just such a bad public speaker, man. Like, uh, I mean, W was a better public speaker than him. You know, I yeah. mean, I didn't, I didn't like W that much either. But at least the man could make a speech and be charismatic, and instead of standing up there and you know moving his own around. back, yeah, moving moving his hands around and speaking in like broken word salad sentences. I mean, it's like listening to your uh, senile grandfather try and like talk about the good old days that he never <laughs> experienced. Yeah. Yeah, Trump, and when he does those rallies or whatever, whatever you call them, those campaign appearances, I like to call it the five minutes of hate from uh, yeah, eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 can be funny when, when he when he was when he did that routine about uh, acting presidential and he walked up there real stiff. That was funny. Okay. He can be funny. Like some of his yeah. nicknames are funny too. Like I will, I will concede that every now and then he says something or tweets something that is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, you know, the whole speech itself, though, it's like he's sprinkling in a few grains of funny with like a whole bunch of incon- or incoherent. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. trying to find sugar in a pile of sand. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times, what he'll do, and and everybody's got their quirks. Like, for example, you know, you're always told as a speaker, don't use the word uh too much, like uh between stuff. Okay. What what Obama would do is he would stretch out his ands. He'd go, well, you know, this has to go through the house and yeah. we'll see. What, and he, he would do that. Trump has this has this uh, tendency to repurpose the same adjectives, you know, like it, it's. You know, it's sad, and 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 it, well, it was just very sad, and and uh, yeah, 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 he does. <laughs> and all I, was, all I can say is, it was really sad. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. Every now and then, I I read one of the transcripts of one of his speeches where you can tell he's like going off the cuff, and it's just like rubbernecking a traffic accident made entirely out of words. Yeah, like, <laughs> he needs to stick to the speech in front of him. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, even conservatives, and and by the way, conservatives aren't have are true conservatives aren't necessarily in love with this guy. They never have been. Oh, okay? a lot of them are not really happy with him at all right now. Oh no, no, and uh, yeah, they're all, they're all saying that he has got to stay on script. He cannot improvise tomorrow. Oh wow! If he does, <laughs> good oh luck. good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I guarantee you, that wall's brought up for about 15 or 15 minutes of the whole damn speech. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'll go that okay. yeah, I always want like, a unicorn that craps ice cream, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know he ain't going to go by that speech. Ain't no way in hell. I'm sorry, man, but just having someone say they hope he sticks to his script, that's just hilarious to me. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Go on. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I do plan on listening to you guys. I'm, we're going to talk about that here to wrap things up here in a few minutes. But the, yeah, uh, I definitely want to listen to you guys for a little bit. But I'm going to try and catch the uh, the state of the. I presume it's on 9 p.m. Yeah, Eastern I think it's time. at nine. I think it usually comes on at nine, so you can catch us the first hour anyway. Yeah, yeah usually we are going to have do a like kind of a pre-speech too. thing. They usually do kind of like a pre-speech thing where like some other senator or whatever talks for a little bit 
like maybe Pelosi or whatever for about yeah, yeah, yeah. beforehand, and then go into the State of the Union speech itself. So, yeah. if you want to get the full experience, I guess probably start listening around eight thirty. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, let's talk about your show tomorrow night. Now, for those of you who don't know. Shane has a group of podcasters. He does this show with with uh, with us, and, we, and we've been around a long time. We're going on our third year now. So um, he's experimenting with some of these other shows, and he the original incarnation of, of the the show tomorrow night was in these layman's terms, but that has been repurposed. Okay, so what's the name of the show now? Sugar and Company. Sugar and Company. Very good. My wife and did the logo. Good. My wife did the logo up that you'll see. She's the one that put it all together, and I took a picture of it. It was Tony the Tiger's idea, though. It was, the logo was his idea of how to do it. So we got the powdered sugar and everything, and she did it last night, actually, while the game was on. Uh, took a picture. It actually it. was very good. Yeah, I thought it, it was pretty, it was it very pretty good. nice. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's tomorrow night. Now, that will be at 8 p.m., and they can find you on Spreaker, correct? And you're yes. probably you're probably not on iTunes yet because you just changed the name. Over, no, so. not yet. We're, I'm gonna wait till the third episode when it gets done. I'm gonna submit it to that. I did submit this show tonight to Pandora, so hopefully we hear back that we got approved for that. So this show was submitted tonight to Pandora's podcast. They, they started. Well, yeah, that's all the more reason that uh, it's a good idea to uh, do FCC on that. Oh yeah. Because, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want a bunch of uh, F-bombs flying out of their uh, stream there. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow night you said you're going to have a guest. Is that correct? Yes, we got a fellow podcaster that's actually starting to happen. Maybe we're going to see how this goes. Maybe we can get it more going more often. That I was, My vision was to get podcasters working together. Where Chris Cyrus, he contacted me. He's a podcaster. He wants to be a guest on our show. So tomorrow night he's going to be okay. on the show, and we're going to discuss his podcast and talk for a little bit. And then he wants us to be on his show later on down the road. So we're going to set up something with that end down the road where we can be on his show. So uh, see how that okay. goes. So he's going to be on here with us tomorrow night. All right. Very good. Uh, Jack, uh, closing comments. Anything you want to say about uh, the show tomorrow night? You want to invite people to listen or some material you're going to have, what have you? Um, I do have a story about a guy who tried to be a porch pirate and uh Ended up needing a new pair of underwear after a dog attacked him, so that'll be oh. fun. I oh, love those wow. stories. Oh, Some wow. thief gets his come up. It's, it's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> um, wow. But uh, as of right now, I'm still kind of looking up stories uh, for it because uh, I've been doing other things. I haven't been on the Internet much lately. So right. I'll find something. Sounds good, man. And just to let our audience know again, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, what you are listening to right now, we're live twice a week, Monday and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch us anytime you wish on demand on Spreaker, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and also on Apple Podcasts. We will be back Thursday night, this coming Thursday, here again at 11 o'clock. And at this point, I certainly want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast. You can tweet us at Sweet Truth Radio. Any comments about what you've heard or if you have story ideas, subjects, we can't do them all. But absolutely, we generally try to respond to the tweets that we get in a relatively short uh, period of time. So do uh, tweet us anytime at Sweet Truth Radio. I am Billy Dees for Jack Casey and DJ Sugar Shane. Thank you very much for checking out the show tonight, and we'll be back soon. All right, man.
Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. <laughs> the GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.